It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. Tip Squad. Next level. BGN Radio. Let's go. Welcome to the next level, the creme de la creme, Sharon Davenport, Barrett Brooks, linked with BGN, next level boys breaking down the game, other podcasts out, but they not the same, TD the fly one, keep the suits and the wingtips, honest opinions, from the Gibsons to the Winces, I'm left handed, Barrett Brooks got my blind side, Super Bowl winner, see the game from a champ size, route concepts down, the techniques in the trenches, you wanna learn football? And tune in and listen BGN Radio Next Level Podcast You thinking about discussing the Eagles? Better stop that From senior bowl workouts to the draft Down to training camp Breakdowns of all 22 They the best at that Special insights giving sight to the blind So sit down, push play And when they done, rewind Next Level Alright, it's another week Another Eagles win Yes, you are now tuned in to the next level podcast, you know where we're going. Come on up the steps. We're gonna go to the up. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm Teron Davenport here with my co-host, my partner in crime, my PNC, Barrett Brooks. You, what's the deal? Tough win yesterday uh, for this Eagles team. Is that becoming something that's just common now? Tough wins. What? What, what the hell is going on, man? Hey, I guess they're they're wanting to get those character-building victories as opposed to the blowouts that they've gotten in the past. And I you know, think that's crazy. You know, we're talking about this team playing down to the level of competition yeah. now. And 
you know, everybody's saying, well, maybe it's the competition we've been playing that made us nine and, and, and whatever, nine and one, as opposed to, you know, what they're playing now, better competition. Well, forget that too, because the Giants suck and the Raiders suck, and they didn't blow them out. They blew out the other teams that sucks. What's going on right now? That's the problem. I need to know what's going on now. If you suck, you suck. And at this point, they're still winning, but against lesser competition, they're playing down to their level. Yeah, and I think that was the major issue, playing down to their level. I, I honestly thought when Nick Foles hit J.J. for that 17-yard that screen pass, I'm thinking, okay, the route is on. No question. You know what I mean? But then a couple drives later, you had the double move that Amari Cooper was able to put on Jalen Mills. Mm, mm, and mm. you know what? Let's get right into that because, I mean, you talk about playing down the competition. That's what they did last week against the Giants. Now, this week, Amari Cooper, I understand he's not having the best season, but he still remains one of the better receivers. He's a first-round pick. Exactly. Big, strong, fast, from Alabama. Quickness, you know, and and I tell you, it's just one of those things where you're living and dying by the gun, you know. Aggressive nature. The aggressiveness. It's going to happen. You have to just kind of, you know, tolerate those type of big plays, but it's just confusing. Where's the safety help over top? Well, he bit on the same play that that uh, <laughs> that, that Jalen Mills bit on. See, in watching the film of breaking down a field, that's exactly what happened. If you look at it, they watched film from the, the week before. Mm-hmm. They watched film on how you could double move Jalen Mills. You can double move Darby. And what was a slant and go, the sluggo route. Right. He, I mean, he just ran a perfect route. He came in, he pressed the slant route, and instantly Mills bit on it. But it wasn't just Mills that bit on it. See, people don't understand, your free safety has to be the deepest man. Period, point blank. If there's a receiver jetting down the sideline, he has to be deeper than that safety. You can't be that aggressive when you're a free safety. You have to be that safety blanket. You have to be that umbrella that helps him out. Well, he bit on that same slant route. So there was a lot of things that the Raiders watched film on and just took a page out of the Giants' playbook. So, yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned that because, yeah, you're right. As a safety, it's always deepest of the deep. And, and that's the one that you don't allow anything to get behind it. No question. But that's what happened. And I like how you mentioned that the Raiders watch film because, yeah, they definitely watch film. And it was almost like as if they knew that it was money. Yeah. And and it's funny because when you turn it around, because I talked to Ronald Darby after the game and we we got into. He got beat on the same route by a tight end. By a tight end, Jared Cook. Yeah. And it's just you can't panic like that. You know what I mean? But the other thing is. You live and you you die by. Later on, it, it came back and helped them. But in watching specifically that play, Jalen Mills, Ronald Darby, they watch film together. Obviously, the corners themselves watch film together. And I do like that they were trying to come up and, and press a little bit more and just be on top of the right, routes a little right, more. Right, you know, right. disrupt the timing, not allow them to get free release. But one of the things that they said, uh, that Darby said, was in watching – how they react to press coverage, the receivers, Crabtree and, and Amari Cooper. He said how they, they like to give you that, that move outside, inside, go outside again, you know, and then go to the slant. It's just all like a quick – and he said that when he saw Cooper start to do that, he knew that he was breaking inside. 
and that's basically I mean it was a cleaner break it was just you know just it was just released and, and stabbed inside and and it just pulled him up Mills I'm not mad at you bro I understand I saw the same thing bro yeah and it happens it <laughs> right, happens right you look at one of the best corners in Eagles history I mean Eric Allen hands down in my book is the best but Asante Samuel you gotta give him props number two is one of the best corners no question. This happened to him. No question. But you know what else happened? You, you had a guy who, you know, gave you a what, lot of pick sixes. Like that? Mr. Pick Six. No question. Right? No so question. it's just one of those things you got to live and die by it. As you mentioned, you had that help over top. And Jim Schwartz earlier in the year talked about how he wanted to make sure that they took those chances only when they had safety help over top. Well, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Not only did Mills jump on that, he got bit on it. Yes, he bit on it, but he's playing aggressive, and I can't, I can't fault him being aggressive because he has to play that way. Mm-hmm. You know, he, I mean, he, he runs a four-five. You know, not to say that's slow, but it's not as fast as these receivers out here. And he understands where he needs to be great at in order for him to be a, a corner. Because at this point, he's been targeted the most out of any corner in the league. He has the most touchdown passes caught on him um, in the league. Um, he has the most yardage thrown on him in the league, and that's because offensive coordinators see him as the weak link amongst the DBs that they want to target. They're I mean, that's I mean, that's and that's the nature of the beast. They're going to find the weak link. That's why if you look at on the offensive side of the ball, the left side of the offensive line, that's where you know they think that they can make the most hay. So everybody was thinking, oh, are we going to put Khalil Mack on the left side against him? No, that plays right into the hands of. The uh, of the offense because now all right you put your best player over there now we can bring a chipper over there and he won't impact as much because now we're sliding everything to him and a chipper over there but once you even it out and put Khalil on Lane Johnson it's kind of the perfect matchup because now you have two movable objects mm-hmm. and he might be able to beat him every once in a while and then you put a guy that can rush the passer and has shown he's very capable of rushing the power and Bruce Irvin on the other side. Yeah, and yeah. he went out there and put a demo reel out on how to be the Eagles. All they did was run games, ET stunts and TE oh, stunts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those ETE stunts and ET stunts end around, uh, um, in inside, tackle around or tackle inside, end around. Those put the um, put the left side blockers on different levels. So Big V and Chance. Had a tough day at the office, man. I cannot wait until Wiz gets back. In fact, that was more deflating than anything going into the game was when I saw that Wiz was not on the active list. Yeah, and I kind of figured before the game that he was going to be because he was out there in shorts and a sweatshirt when the other guy's out there. See, I don't get there. that. I'm not privileged to that. So you on the field, you're out there in the game type situation before <laughs> the game. Me, I'm in the studio, man, NBC <laughs> Philly, doing pre and post, man. So it's tough on me, bro. It's all good, man. Just follow me on Twitter. That's all you got to do. That's all brother. I do. I, that's <laughs> all I do. You know what I'm saying? You be making yeah. it happen, man. You I mean you look, you look at uh, you know the your clips, man. All you got to do, check out the clips, you know, and, and you make it happen. For sure, for sure. And just looking at that, I mean, I think once Wiz comes back, they'll be able to run the football more. I, I was disappointed in the in the past run ratio, and what it seemed like was happening is. They would try to run. It wasn't successful. And now you're in a second and long, and they'll try to throw, and that's not successful. Next thing you know, it's third and nine, and you obviously can't run in that situation. So how much do you think Wisniewski has to do with this team's success running the football? Well, it it just, you know, it it goes from being 
uh, if, if you if you look at it like this, that right side is a Pro Bowl right side. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, think of it in fifths. Five fifths make a hole. When you got four fifths of that line there, you're solid. But when you only have three fifths of that line, man, you just you you it's it's almost half of what you're what you're trying to trying to do, you know, and, and you don't have the opportunity to help. You can only help so many people. If you're helping two people as opposed to helping one person, and that's the biggest difference. They have to slide that way. They have to protect that way, which kind of throws off what you're trying to run on offense. When you have a guy that's not as aggressive at the tackle position, you got to have a guard that's very aggressive because now you can counteract all these games because now you have Wisniewski punching a guy, knock him off his track to go pick the tackle. Mm-hmm. And when you have a guy like Chance Warmack who's – really not playing at the, at the level in which I thought he would play at, especially being a number one pick out of Alabama. A top ten pick. A top ten pick, you know, going to the Titans. He's just not playing aggressive, so he allowed the tackle to get picked. And on the other hand, the same way, um, Big V would allow Chance Warmack to get picked when his guy would just freeze him for a second and then loop outside while Irwin, uh, Irvin would just crash down and pick the uh, pick the guard. Those ET stunts and TE stunts really put them in a bad place because they were on different levels, and since they were on different levels, it allowed free reign and free rush on Foles. So of course Foles was a little, little you know, you know, a little shady out there because he was getting hit, you know, yeah, a lot of the yeah. times, you know. But it still doesn't change the fact that Foles should have played better. He definitely should have played. better. All those balls sailing on you, man. That's oh, man, just and that you know and that we used to get on Carson Wentz last year for yeah, his footwork yep. and how yep. he wasn't going out there and really using his technique. Foles looked like he was a damn uh, uh, high schooler out there, freaking. Having balls sailing, come on, man. Get back to your fundamentals. Get back to understanding you got to drive your foot through. Stop trying to use your arm strength, man. You're not that deep. You're not that damn good, man. Right, Let's right. go. Let's get back to what fundamentally does. I was never that guy that I can go out there and just wing it like that. I was a good athlete, but I understood fundamentally I had to be sound in order for me to win, man, because those guys on the side of the ball get paid too. Yeah, and those mechanics by, by Wentz, there was a breakdown there, and that's what led to a lot of the overthrows. Foles. Especially, no, I'm talking about last with, year. Yeah, last year, with, last yeah. year, you know, that's what led to a lot of overthrows, exactly. especially in the middle of the field. And that's why I said he go back to his mechanics, step through, drive the freaking ball. And it's something that he worked on and fixed. And now, as a result, what do you see? There, were, there were three passes, three touchdowns left on the field by Foles, and <laughs> with Wentz throwing that, those are all touchdowns. How about the stick now route when he – I mean, Urch ran a perfect route, man. Perfect route. He bent him out. When he had to he reach bend out. Him out. Yeah, he yeah. bent him out, turned his head. As soon as his head, he turned the corner, and, and, and you could see the corner turn his hips mm-hmm. and turn inside, and the ball would have been delivered right there, over the line, right there to him. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. But instead, he threw him up there and, and served his ribs on a platter, man. He like this smoked his ribs, man. He put him up there and just threw some threw – some, some rib sauce on him. And some, some raised barbecue sauce. Ooh, yeah, and he, left, he left him just completely, completely exposed. And those are the plays that you can't have. And you look, those are touchdowns that they've they've scored touchdowns <laughs> on those plays throughout the season. That's something that they have to fix. He also had him. Uh, there was an opportunity. Uh, he he was high on on a throw. They were going the boot. You talking about the boot when he overthrew it? It was a, it was ended up being a pick. No, no, no. That one, pick. too. Yeah. That one, too. But there was another one in the end zone where he was high. Ertz tried to get it with one hand and couldn't get it. It was another seam route. It was a nod seam route. He bent him out, I think. But, you know, I think Ertz really rushed the route. But instead of him putting it on his body, 
He threw it up too high, man. He couldn't catch it, yeah, man. It, Come it, on, get the ball down. There were multiple down. times, and I think he was right. behind Alshon Jeffrey yeah. on a crossing route. And I, I tell you, I was partially frustrated with Alshon, but also frustrated with the Eagles for not going to him. Sometimes you have to call routes to help your play. Exactly. Let me see more rub routes. Let me see something. You know Sean Smith is, Smith is a big physical. Man, Smith was traveling with him. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, they tried to move him inside. They moved him to the left side, to the right side. He was running. Well, he wasn't running. They were trying to just get get him in a position where he would get off. Smith like, nah, Smith like, nah, uh-uh. Yeah. You're on Smith Island right now. And that's more or less what he did. So you have, you have that happen a couple weeks ago against the Rams with Tremaine Johnson. So that leads me to this. In the playoffs, you got Xavier Rhodes with the Vikings, right? You got Marshawn, the rookie. With the Saints. Marshawn uh, Lattimore, another Alabama guy. Yeah, I mean, it's well Ohio State for Lattimore. But, oh, that's right. Um, that's Ohio State. But um, still, a baller, nonetheless. No the Panthers, okay. Um, those two teams, though, man, you, you, you put them in that situation. Against, just like the Rams last week. I mean, yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So that's going to be be something to watch. But see, I, that's just, what, I, don't, uh, I don't – but still, still – He's not going to, you know, Alshon Jeffrey is not going to create separation. He's not a separation type. He's like, he's almost like, um, you you would say, uh, 88 for Dallas. I, yes, um, yeah. He's not going to create a lot of separation. Dez is not going to create uh, separation. But if you throw it to him, he's going to debo you and catch it. Yeah, that's his, Alshon's that's the does. same way. And it took a while for Carson to build that camera to understand that, all right, he may not look open. If you throw it to him, he will be open. Mm-hmm. He will go out and do it. I don't think that. Foles have that trust in him. He's thinking, all right, he's got him blanketed on him. No, give him the opportunity to go up and get it. Let he's not going to allow you to pick it, but if he's going to pick it, I mean, he's going to go up there and catch the ball, but he's going to knock it down or get it out the, the DB's hand if he's going to pick it. Right. He's not going to allow it to happen. Right. Give him an opportunity, and that's the problem. He, he wasn't giving him opportunity to go up there and make a play. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you have to trust your guys and to, to do what they are paid to do. And that's not what happened. Two targets. One, like I said, was behind him. One was, was underthrown where he tried to fight his way back. And they actually had – they were in zone covers on that one. And he ran uh, – was it T.J. Carey uh, picked him up, but the throw was, was underthrown and they had to get off the field. Third down situations, one for 14 on third downs. This is where I said was going to be the biggest difference for this team without Carson Wentz. No question. When uh, he was in the game. A third and eight was like a third and two. Exactly. He it, had the ability to get open like that. You know, he, he – the two different mindsets. You have your playmaker in Carson Wentz. He is the playmaker and make everybody else good around him. Foles is, is the opposite. He is the facilitator to get to his playmakers. You know what I'm saying? Wentz was a playmaker. He's a facility to get to his playmakers. And that's the difference between what you have here and what you have uh, when you had uh, Wentz there. He has that talent to get the ball to the players, but he has to trust his mechanics. He has to trust the plays. He has to pull the trigger. Stop all that damn patting the ball and yeah. get it out your hands. You know, we can't have that, man. We can't have that. Another thing we need to talk about, really, man, and it started to irritate me to no end is the fact that my defense isn't going out with that same swagger that they had, man. It wasn't until they started making plays happen and going out there and thumping people that I see them guys running around. Mm-hmm. It took it took uh, 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 Malcolm Jenkins to go out there and start making a play. Malcolm Jenkins was actually man-to-man on the opposite side of the field. 
They made a big play on third down. The fumble. The running back picks it up. He goes from the opposite side of the field. And still, Hawks never stops on the play. And it could have made a play where it was a bad fumble on their part. But then they turn around. The running back picks it up. He could have went and got the first down. You're talking but, about the Chris Long sack strip? Yeah, sack yeah, strip. Yep. But Malcolm ran him down and made the play. People don't understand how big that play was because mm-hmm. he never stopped running. He never stopped pursuing the ball. He never stopped being an animal out there. And he needs to get a lot more credit for that, man. He hustled his ass off to get over there to make a play, man. And th- those are the type of plays that don't show up in the stat sheet. Yeah, but that's that the type of plays everybody used to tackle. do. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. That's what everybody used to do, flowing to the football. And, and it just – that was what they – Going into this game, and all of them I talked to, you know, I, I said, look, man, you know you got Marshawn. No one breaks more tackles than Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my what's, God. What's the mindset? What's the approach? Everybody oh, well, got this week today. we got to flow, flow to the football. That's the flow to the football, flow to the football. I saw a lot less four- and five-man tackles. Now, granted, they were there, they but I saw a lot less. There was a lot of business decisions made yesterday. There were definitely some business decisions. Mar- yes, Marshawn, <laughs> Debo, was, the bike was, you, you heard that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, the bike was coming. Yes, but sir. You want to go sneak up on him. <laughs> they were able to get him to fumble. He had 95 yards rushing, though. That was the second most over the last two years, second to Todd Gurley. Um, this week, though, I mean, th- listen, the Dallas game is not really much to say about that. In, in my book, I think the starters need to play, especially on offense. I think they need to get them going. Uh, defensively, you know, you you could rest some guys. Like maybe I probably rest, rest Jernigan, you know, Cox, get, get you know, uh, Brandon Graham some rest so that way you get Barnett some more snaps, get Chris Long out there. I would probably activate Steven Means, get him get him going. No question. But you just know. skipping that that. That, uh, I said I, I would actually sit out the linebacker, the whole starting line. Well, the two starting linebackers too. So I'll, you put Najee like, and, and Ellerby. Najee, Ellerby, and Walker out there. Marshawn got Ellerby with a vicious stiff arm Ooh, too. Yes, he <laughs> did. <laughs> <laughs> that was cold. But so we'll skip the the season finale and just go right to just looking at some of these playoff scenarios. So obviously the Eagles have the one seed. You have the uh, the Vikings with the two seed, right? Three is going to be the Rams, probably. Four is the Saints. I would say five is the Panthers. Six is really up in the air. You Falcons, have I say, really Falcons, making a move. Seahawks, one of them. Yeah. So if that's the case, you have what's likely to be a couple. So you have the um, the Rams playing the Falcons. Yep. And the Saints and Panthers playing. Yep. How do you see that? Weekend going the weekend uh, uh, starting with January seventh. I really think that the Panthers start falling through and then they start playing at a better level. You got two of the best linebackers with Davis and 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 Keekley. And I think they're, they're going to be the difference makers in the game. I think they start giving the ball to Christian a little more, Christian McCaffrey a little mm-hmm. more, and and I think they have more offensively than what Seattle has at this point. You know, there's only so much that Russell can do, and people got the game book on them. That playing that plaster protection against them, creating pass rush and staying in your lanes, have allowed them to really um, render Russell Wilson, you know, ineffective. So I, I think that they do have the edge over the Seahawks. They haven't been playing for good football. The uh, next game, you say uh, the Falcons and um, 
And the so Saints. it was Falcons. It would be Falcons, Rams. Oh, Falcons, and Rams. Panthers, Saints. Oh, okay, well, no, the, the Saints will totally yeah beat up on the Panthers. They'll win that hands down. Mm-hmm. I think now is when you'll see Drew Brees starting to pick his game up. Right. They won't rely as much on a run, but they always have in their pocket to use it. Uh, you know, Kamora is a is, is a, a talented player, and you know. At this point, you know, I don't see anybody stopping their run game. And you pat, you know, pat that together with, with the fact that Drew Brees is your quarterback. I mean, their defense is playing well enough that they'll beat up on the Panthers. The Rams are playing excellent football, man. Defensively, they're one of the best in the league. Donald is unblockable, mm-hmm. um, you know, and which makes them, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. They can do just anything they want to do. With Todd Gurley running the rock, it keeps them consistent. And the offense runs through Todd Gurley, not through golf. And that's the difference. When you have an offense that you can rely on a running game more so than your quarterback winning the game, just like with the Saints, same thing with Todd Gurley in golf. Everybody's saying, oh, he hasn't been in the playoffs. They don't need to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley is good enough that he can impact that game so much that you can really hide the inefficiencies you have of golf. That defense is so good that they can create turnovers and put you in better position. We lucked up and beating them because they didn't give Gurley the ball enough. We got up on them early, and since we got up on them early, it rendered him um, – Ineffective because they didn't give him the ball. Give him he still had ninety six yards. Right. <laughs> so you know, that's and that's what I say. So from there, you know, it has to be Rams and the Saints getting out that weekend. Okay, so I want to say this. I like what you say about the Rams, you know, and I, I agree with the Saints too. In fact, the Saints are the team I've been saying for five or six weeks now. Yeah, you have. The Saints are the team that no one wants to see in the playoffs. Even but, more so than Minnesota. You right, that. exactly. Because Case Keenum, Leopard's going. He he's going to he's going to mess up yep. at some point. And it's they don't have the show. running game as like those. They other don't teams. have them. They're not as pack and play. And that's why I'm glad you mentioned Todd Gurley and you mentioned that defense. The Rams, they could travel. Yeah. You know, everybody oh, well, they're California guys. They can't come here. No, they could come right in here because their style of play fits this weather. And that's what a lot of people – and, I mean, you, you've, you've done it, you know. When you get outside in the cold and you're playing, it's not like you're not human and they're human, right? Right. Both of us are out in, this, in these elements. Just We're because I've playing. I've been out there a little bit more doesn't mean I'm going to handle it better than you. You know what I mean? So I think that's something that we have to kind of throw out the window. And yep. that's why I don't think the Saints or Rams, I don't think those are teams where you could say, oh, well, just because they're coming here, they're going to lose. No. Uh, you know, so when you go from that playoff picture, you know, you have the Saints and the Rams sitting there. Who do you say, who do you say the Eagles are going to draw? So the Saints would be the four seeds, so the Eagles would draw them. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. The it's it's, it's kind of like pick your poison. You right, know what I mean? Right. We don't want that. You got a Rams team. If you play the Rams, now you got a team that you've played already, right? You got that familiarities there, but you know you're without Carson Wentz. You know the guy who made some pretty big plays to get you ahead, so we couldn't it, have girls. Exactly. So I listen. I. I I don't know about this team moving past the, the divisional round in the, in the playoffs, to be honest with you. That's how tough. I'm looking at it. It's going to be tough because you got two teams that run the ball very, very well. Alvin Kamara and the other running back from Alabama, what's his name? Um, Mark Ingram. Mark yeah. Ingram. Who came here and was effective the last time the Saints beat the Eagles Absolutely. in the playoffs. Absolutely, in which Foles was leading that team. But he did leave them on the field 
a chance to win the game. The defense couldn't seal the deal because of Mark Ingram. Right. But, you know, I mean, anytime you got a Drew Brees-led team going into the playoffs and you play him, man, he's going to be highly effective. And you think, all right, well, we have to do is shut down and run. Now you turn around and you got Drew Brees out there making magician-like plays, the same plays Carson made. He can make those type of plays. He's that smart. He's that heady. And Sean understands how to coach him, man. Mm -hmm. Sean has been there before. He's won a Super Bowl. Sean Payton, I I played. He was my coach, Uh, you know, actually for a short time here with the Eagles and when I was with um, the Giants, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. When I was with the Giants, you know, Sean Payton is a hell of a coach, man. Great coach, man. Great dude. And he understands how to get the best out of his offenses, man. And that's what it's all about. So, hey, I mean, look, Kevin Garnett said it. Anything's possible, right? So, I'm not saying, you know, close the door on the Eagles advancing. It's just that door, that opportunity is very slim now. So, We'll see what happens. They, bottom line, have to play better than what they've done in the last couple of weeks. So that's the show. We wanted to just give you a, a quick forecast into the future, just looking at how this playoff thing could play out, and then also obviously look back on, on the game. It was an Eagles win, 19-10. They have home field advantage throughout. Just so clip it. Yeah, clip it. I hope you guys hear us. Clip it. Make We're it pushing happen. it. Let's make it happen, all right? Uh, be sure to, to download the app on Google, uh, the Google Play Store, the App Store. Download that app. Send us the clips so that way we can break them down for you. And make your own user content. That's the advantage of it. So that's the show. You have just listened to the Next Level Podcast. I am Teron Davenport. Follow me on Twitter at TDavenport underscore NFL. And also make sure you go out, barnesandnoble.com, if you're not in the Philadelphia area or Amazon. Go out and get my book on Carson Wentz soaring with the Eagles. It's a great read. Great you guys book. Great like read. A couple stories get you know how your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, ascended into being who he is, bro. There you have it. So I'm Teron Davenport and at B Brooks 72 NBCS. Talk to you next week. Peace. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. How dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss? Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce, Rwanda and the Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Locus, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, puts from play when they hear Belial. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep dead. You either sheep or shit, be scared and cut to pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features. Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober. Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order. Head nods and cat calls, cuz it's pops in order. Yeah, I'm stuntin' all the world is my stage show. Dallas streets cruising around about.